Hello, and welcome to the Disney Dunces! Using your touch-toad keypad, please enter the first three letters of the movie title you would like to see. You've selected... Something Wicked This Way Comes! If this is correct, please press 1 now. Hello and welcome to Disney Dunces, the only Disney podcast presented by self-proclaimed non-experts. I'm Dunce number one, but you can just call me Richard. And I'm Craig Stu, and I'm Dunce number two. And I'm the third one. And did you guys know that potatoes and tomatoes are categorized as part of the nightshade family? What do you mean? Uh, there's a there's a there's a family of vegetables considered nightshades, and eggplants, potatoes, tomatoes. Is it because they're all roots? Uh, I believe it all... Be, well, I think it has to do with the fact that I think some of them are classified as poisonous. I'm pretty sure I've eaten both tomatoes and potatoes. Yeah, clearly you didn't eat enough. I, 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 all, I too have eaten tomatoes and potatoes. Well, what a great opener. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm told this week I'm supposed to talk about the Nightshade family, and I'm doing my best. What do you want from me? Well, the reason why we're talking about the Nightshade family is because we all watched Something Wicked This Way Comes. This is a movie nobody has any clue that it even exists. That is true, and also, apparently it's based on... It's a book. Yeah, I don't... Based on a book <laughs> by yeah, Ray Bradbury, was... famed author of of Fahrenheit, um, for, I believe, 451. That sounds right. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I read something by Ray Bradbury, which is why I knew the name. Yeah, Fahrenheit 451. Which is about firemen doing bad things. Is that what it was? Because I, I don't remember the book at all. Yeah, dude, the firemen are the bad guys burning books instead of stopping fires. They're making them. Mm. But that's not this movie. So wait, the firemen, it's like a building is burning and they're just like, hey, we have all these books. Let's just throw it in, I guess. Yeah, they're supposed to be the book burners. There are no more firemen to put out fires, just people to burn books. Seems really irresponsible. I mean, yeah, but that's what they made us read in English class to, you know, have the message that books are good and... I don't know. Because of books, we have firemen. (laughs) Yeah! Wow. I don't know, but that's not what we watched. We watched this, which is... An episode of Ugly Betty. (laughs) (laughs) What? I think we all watched different things. Craig watched an episode of Ugly Betty. I watched something with, with... Yeah, I can't even say it. I've never actually seen Ugly Betty, but I saw the original Betty La Fea. That counts for anything. We watched. We, 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 we weren't supposed to watch Ugly Betty. W- wasn't that on ABC? Betty La Fea. I, I don't please. know. This is the only episode of Ugly Betty I've ever seen. So, what do you think of it? Uh, I don't think Does she's it that hold ugly. Up to the original tele. Well, that's because again, again, you watch the Americanized version. You got to see the original telenovela uh, series where uh, she's actually hideous. Mm. Craig, what was the episode yeah. title you saw of the Ugly Betty episode? Something Wicked This Way Comes. Gotcha. That was their uh, Halloween episode? Yes. That's that's wild, because I actually read the <laughs> entire... It actually performed the entirety of Macbeth, which is wild. Ah, uh, that makes more wow. sense. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but Macbeth is very Halloween, though. What are you talking yeah. about? Well, it's, you know, something wicked this way come. It's That's... That's Macbeth, baby. That's Macbeth? That's Macbeth, baby. Are you sure? I'm 120,000% sure, yes. I just know it was the best of times. It was the... Wait, that's War and nope, Peace. Nope, that's the Tale of Two Cities. Right, Which one's Macbeth? Is that the soliloquy? <laughs> to be or not to be? The soliloquy? Yeah, you have a fucking soliloquy. To be or not to be, <laughs> that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune... He got real, uh, I don't know if that was Joyzy on him, on him there. Hey, to be or not to be? That's the question. Hey, it's me, Joy Wheeler. Hey, you, <laughs> it's to be or not to be? Guys, we watched something wicked this way comes. Let's talk about that now. 
<laughs> and we didn't watch the fucking ugly Betty episode, so don't even try it, Craig. Okay. What about Betty LaFea? No. We're hopping on this trolley, guys, and we're off to Greentown. Was that the name of the, the place? Yeah, dude. You think I would put it in my notes if it wasn't the name of the place? Yes. Yes. You you still believe that the house was the main character of the Haunted Mansion. Till this day. Do you want to go back to that argument? No, we're do- no, we don't. <laughs> it's not much of an argument. Oh, I can argue for hours, dude. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say argue. <laughs> what did you say? Was there, what is this the place called? Greenwood? Greenville? Greentown. Greentown. Yeah. And we start off with a nice little narrator who says, like, hey, I got a story for you when I was only 12 years old. And my name's Jim Nightshade, and I have a best friend named Will Holloway. And our town is full of kooky, crazy people. Wait, wait, you missed the best part of that whole um, narration. He said, I think, like, did he say, he said, like, October, it's the season for boys. My favorite season. It's when they're ripest. The ripest boys are on the season. Pluck them straight <laughs> off the vine. I believe that we should change the um, Disney Dunces spooktacular to the, the season, season of boys. boys. <laughs> That'll be next year. Yeah, next year. <laughs> season for boys in which we are going to give you the ripest Disney movies featuring some of our favorite boys. Raping boys. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal, your number's up, buddy. Oh, man. This is going to be something. Prince of Persia, oh boy. Heck yeah. Greg, who's your favorite ripened boy? <laughs> what, what is considered a ripened boy? Oh, you know what? When you see it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, clearly you've never seen one. Richard? Um, Can I take the guy who did the voice of Aladdin? Steve from Full House? Yes, yeah, Steve from Full House. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take... Uh, what's his face from... Um, uh, Boy Meets World. Corey Matthews? Yeah. Well, Fred that Savage? His, but yeah, Ben Savage. Is that a ripened boy? Fred Savage? Uh, no. Oh, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My guy was ripe, though, right? Please, t- define a ripened boy for me, because clearly we don't know it when we see it. Look, I was going to say, yeah, I can't describe a ripened boy, but I know it when I see it. Apparently, Jake Gyllenhaal is the only ripened boy. <laughs> Do you have any other examples you want to throw yeah. at us? Well, no, I already picked mine. Well, we need examples, not just your number one pick well, of Well, no, you're just going to take my examples, too. You're trying to take Jake Gyllenhaal. We're I didn't play this game pick. with you guys. I'm the freaking king of ripen boys over here. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Is that a ripen boy? Has he even been in a Disney thing? Well, we didn't spit Pacific Disney. This What podcast are we doing? <laughs> Zach Efron, is he a ripen boy? Zach Efron, baby. Oh, man. Just you, right. Craig. We're down to one. <laughs> we can't talk about this movie until we talk about our right boys. Now, please. I don't know. We wasted enough time. So, it's almost bed time. I'm sleepy. He's about to hop into bed with this ripened boy. I'm not hopping in bed with Jake Gyllenhaal. I uh, wish he's gonna have a midnight snack with his ripened boy. A lifeline? What do you think? <laughs> I'm not gonna see it. I'm right here. <laughs> I tried to type to Craig. Those listening, the man Richard over here, the trolley driver, just trying to pass up a big old basket of Tom Holland through the Discord <laughs> call. Uh, and I confiscated it. It's mine now. Just keep going. I, I got nothing. I got no boy. <laughs> think of a single boy. Shia LaBeouf. I'm taking yes. him too. No, right, Richard, no, Shia LaBeouf as well. Oh no, <laughs> got a whole batch of them. I, I really do. This is this is Ripe Boy season two. What about Phil of the Future? You have a name for him? Phil from Phil of the Future. You don't have a name for him. You don't have anything. I don't. I said Fred Savage. <laughs> Apparently, he's not ripe enough. You said for Ben you. Savage. Whatever. 
Fred Sam, whichever one. The one that was in the Wonder Years. Isn't that, a, it up. isn't that a girl? No, Haley Joel Osment is very much a right boy, and I've taken him because you <laughs> sat there. <laughs> Star of Horse Sense, I believe. Oh, that's the Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the Kingdom Hearts Sora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting about that. Macaulay Culkin. What Disney thing was he in? Oh, wait. The kid from Stuart Little. Do you have a name? Was Stuart Little Disney? I think that's DreamWorks. Uh, Oh, you might be DreamWorks. Richard might be on, right? Well, I think he was the littlest vampire, which might have been Disney. He was the littlest vampire. Well, we're going nowhere fast with this. I know. We we're going we're going to cut all this out of the movie. Craig, just name just all Jonathan Lipnicki. Who? That's his name. He Googled him. Whatever. We'll have a more natural response. We'll edit it in. <laughs> Great. Okay. Get off Google, everyone, because we're going, we're plowing through this. I wasn't on Google, sir. Great. I just looked out the window into my garden of raping boys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's October after all. They're in season. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, yeah, it's ripened boy season in the town of Greentown, but that's okay. Well, that's better than okay, because the neighbors are pumped. We got a barber who's obsessed with ladies. Well, at least was obsessed with ladies from foreign countries or something like that. No, I still seems obsessed with them. Wait, specifically, uh, where, where did he say? Something. I don't remember. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> He said specifically somewhere, but I can't remember. Uzbekistan. No. Well, we also got a barman who's missing his arms and legs, but he's super excited for right boy season because that means he's going to play football with the boys. Arm and leg. He's got one arm and one leg. Oh, yeah. Are they missing on the same side? Yeah. Yeah. Did they say how it happened? The war. Which war? The war, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> okay. World, World War II, I'd imagine. Gotcha, gotcha. And we also have a teacher lady who isn't very attractive. I don't know much about her. She's very old. She's an old spinster who used to be beautiful. So they say. What does spinster mean? Uh, an, an old unmarried woman. Oh, are there a lot of those that exist? Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> Probably, I, yeah. I just don't think we call them spinsters anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we just call them cat ladies. Crap, what was her name? Mrs. Krabappel. No, it was not Mrs. Krabappel. And Mrs. Foley. Wait, actually, no, she's not a Mrs. We're idiots. Ms. It was, oh yeah, no, it was Miss Foley. Miss Foley. Yes. So, so yeah, so Mick Foley, yes. That's, that's how I remembered. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Great. We're also introduced to uh, the narrator's best friend. Wait, is the narrator Will Holloway or Jim Nightshade? I believe it's Will Holloway. Okay. I might have said Jim yeah. before. Yeah, I know you did, but I'm just like, well, it's light. It doesn't matter that much. Yeah. But all you need to know, Will Holloway, Jim Nightshade, they're two little I, boys. Um, I think it was the cigar salesman. There was a cigar salesman? Yeah, the cigar salesman obsessed with money. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, but Will Holloway, Jim Nightshade, they're best of friends. They're like little boys, but, you know, they get into trouble. They have adventures. Still pretty ripe for the picking. They're, they're getting there. It's almost picking time. Right there. And we learned that uh, Will Holloway, his dad is a super nerd. I guess he's the librarian. He, no, he is. He's he's the librarian of this town. He's very old. Super old. Yeah, super old. Super old. I don't know how he had a kid this young, but good for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got to be, like, late 50s, early 60s, something like that. It's around there. It's, it's Yeah, bad. probably in the 60s. And this kid's, like, eight. Well, they knew that just by saying how bright he is. But yeah, guys, there's a storm coming to town. So get your lightning rods ready because your house is in need of protection from Tom Fury, the man with the lightning rods. Now, does, does that do anything? Lightning rod, it redirects lightning so it doesn't hit anything else. Uh, yeah. Do uh, you really think that lightning rods have existed for so long and they're just a myth? We don't have lightning rods anymore. Well, I mean, uh, let's 
Let's not. Well, I feel like there are plenty of things that exist that actually serve a purpose that are superstitious. That's, well, well, the thing is, Dream, like dream catchers. The thing is, we don't need lightning rods anymore because cars now act as the lightning rods. They're a magnet, Craig. I feel like we still have lightning rods in places without as many crap around. Yeah, that's it's important. More rural areas. Yeah, where there aren't as many cars. You're you're a city boy, Craig. City boy. Yeah, come on, Craig. Get out. Get out into the country sometime, and you're gonna see plenty of them, as far as the eye can see. Which is like three, because it's very spacious, the countryside. Yeah. So, Craig, get your lightning rod ready just in case. All right. Don't turn him away at the door. Tom wants to sell you that lightning rod. Actually, was he selling lightning rods, or was he giving them out for free? No, he was selling them. He was selling them. He had a whole spiel. It was oh, a good and spiel. who is his name? Nick Fury. Tom uh, Fury. Tom Fury. Yeah, original recipe. Not that chocolate blend you're used to. What? We did an original recipe. We, we sorry, sorry. I'm going. A, I'm going a little further in my notes because I have the dad talking about juicy tender Christians. Which, <laughs> yeah, that does happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, there's some really good lines in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie's yeah, not, like not that bad. Like the beginning, it's the movie is just a bunch of nonsense. Villagers talking about unimportant things, I guess. Dad talking about juicy tender Christians, but what about that is unimportant? It's not relevant to the plot. Pretty sure that's all this plot is about juicy tender Christians. No, not at all. They're never brought up again. What are you talking about? It's because everyone in town is a juicy tender Christian, ripe for the picking. Specifically, these boys. Yeah, fine. Tender Christians. It's what the movie's all about. It's on sale, baby. So buy yours today. What does that cost? I don't know. It's a good question. One carnival, I would guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one carnival, guys. But uh, I'm a bit confused by this movie. Okay. I mean, we're here to clarify it, right? Okay. Thank God. So pretty much the next thing I have in my notes talks about the coffin. Do you know which coffin I'm talking about? Uh, the one that appears in front of the man. Yeah, there's like a co- like I thought it appeared like in a store. I thought the coffin was just in the store and the thing that was in the appeared. Well, I guess yeah, that's right. That's like true. I think that it was a coffin, but it turned into like a block of ice that had a woman inside with a red he, ring. Yes, he was able to like he just started seeing something. Mm-hmm. I don't. I still don't know what this has to do with anything though. So. You know. Well, the guys, you need some backstory here, and I'm here to explain this. Thank God. Uh, the woman you're seeing is a priestess of Amid Ra, and she's encased in a block of Ice Nine, which you'll recognize as the supernatural fiction substance found in um, what the heck was that book? Spider Man. Spider Man, which is a state of water that can exist at solid at room temperature. Okay. And uh, the priestess of Amun-Ra, as I'm sure you recognize, as the unlucky mummy, uh-huh. which was yeah, which was the the mummy that was passed around amongst uh, Britain's elite due to the fact that it kept killing people due to its curse. Eventually, made its way to the Museum of England, where it stayed for a few years until it was eventually moved to the basement because they were sick of all the bad luck happening around the town, and eventually was sold to a man in New York City, which was shipped to him. Via the Titanic, which caused the boat to sink. Did you fucking do research? No, I'm actually just familiar with this thanks to <laughs> nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. What does this have to do with um, Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh my god. Um, okay, so well, guys, Yu-Gi-Oh was high was highly based on Egyptian, you know, mythology. So I understand why you get confused. Yeah. Yeah. So. Pretty much this lady in her block of solid water. Ice nine. Can I call it solid water? Ice ice nine. Why not just ice call it, nine? If you're just going to call it, at least say ice, because solid water is just ice. Yeah, it is ice, but it's not like ice, because ice melts at room But it's room temperature, ice, temperature dude. Ice, it's ice nine. That's ice why. Nine. Ice nine. Ice, ice nine. nine. Okay. So the lady's in her ice nine, and I guess the librarian sees her first, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then later on in the night, the lightning rod man does. Yeah. But when the lightning rod man does, spooky stuff happens. Like the door opens or closes without anything happening and her yeah. eyes open as well. Yeah. Okay. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so now that I'm caught up to speed, it's the middle of the night, and guys, let's hop on this train. Something wicked this way comes, and it's the train carrying the carnival. That's right, guys. And our little boys, Jim Nightshade, Will Holloway, they are going to the carnival in the middle of the night because what else are rambunctious little boys to do? And I think this is when Star Wars music starts playing because I don't know if you guys noticed about this fucking score for this movie, but it's fucking Star Wars. I'm pretty sure that this movie came out before Star Wars. So Star Wars... I'm pretty sure. I'm 100% sure it did not. So (laughs) Star Wars came out... In 77, I believe. This movie came out in the 80s, so all of the Star Wars movies were out by the time this came out. That's physically impossible, because I think one came out last year. Well, all of the original Star Wars came out. (laughs) Hmm. I don't know, Craig. All I know is Disney doesn't have that crap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just saying, it sounds very similar. It's not 100% the same. But it definitely sounds a lot like, um, like Vader's theme and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, but the, ma- the, like the mouse has some lawyers, so he can pretty much do whatever he wants. That's why all the re-releases for this movie from now on will just have that music in it. I actually, what I I, I did because I, I did a little bit of research also. They had they changed the whole score for this movie before it came out. It wasn't Star Warsy enough. Yeah, I guess not. There's a lot of things, but we'll get to that later. Okay, so. The boys, they go to the carnival at in the middle of the night, and it's completely deserted, but they end up just exploring around, and then they see some lady who says nothing but pets a tarantula, and they run away. They didn't, they didn't see her. She was just in the room with them, and they were like looking at all of her stuff. Then why'd they run away? Because the tarantula came out and bit them. Well, they didn't bite them, just crawled on them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, which is reasonable. I would not want to stick around myself. <laughs> Yeah. So they go home. Nerd Boy's dad, uh, Will, I guess. The librarian man. He- Holloway. Yeah. Well I, well, I think that we're on a first name basis with them now. Well, I, I'm not, but okay. I, I am. Let's I'm, just I'm, call him the guy's Mr. name is Holloway. fucking Nightshade. I was calling, he was Nightshade to me the whole time. So Holloway. Wait, are we talking about the dad or the kid? Ugh, the this kid. Is rough. <sighs> Okay, Dad it's is now Will being referred to as the librarian, okay? okay? Perfect. And the kid is going to be Nerd Kid. That is Will okay. Holloway is now Nerd Kid. Yeah, no, Will, Nerd Kid, got we it. Should, Minkus. Honestly, we should just call him Stuart Little because he he's looks, just He's he, just Minkus. He, he looks like the kid from Stuart Little, though. Uh, no, it's Minkus. All right, so we have Minkus. Who's the other one? Uh, Jim Nightshade. We'll actually call him Jim Nightshade. We'll just call him Jim Nightshade. Because <laughs> that's a good name. Yeah, it is really good. It's intense. Reminds me of potatoes. So the two boys run away from the carnival. Um, they each go home. Nerd boy, he talks to his dad, and his dad says something about a carnival, I think, and something about old people dying. Is weird. I didn't pick up on everything, I guess. I missed that. Yeah, what? But the librarian man, he wants to talk to his son about something about when his son was small, but the son is too scared to listen. Uh, that sounds more accurate. Yeah. Is this when he talks to him about how his dad didn't didn't believe in swimming? I think I think it actually comes out later, uh, but that's what he wanted to talk to him about. Because uh, there there are two conversations that happen. The first time one, the conversation doesn't actually happen, but he tries to start it. Yeah, and then he finishes his thought later. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But the next day, we go back to the carnival, guys, and it's insane. We see the guy without the, well, without one arm, without one leg. He ends up winning. Let's just call him the football star. The football star, who you got to know, missing an arm, missing a leg. Yeah, you already and, said that. And Well, they, fine. They got Mr. Important. All-American himself. He has pretty fucking good balance, though. Uh, he is impressive. And strength, like this, apparently. <laughs> what he pulls off here, I got to have a hard time with all of my appendages. <laughs> yeah, like he plays his carnival game with, you know, you got to whack the Classic thing and hit strength. the bell. Yeah. Yeah. One arms, that giant fucking hammer, which at this point you'd think when he just drops it, he's not even doing anything. He's just holding it while it falls. 
No, he's but no, some huffed in that. He's also the fact that he's keeping himself balanced while carrying this freaking giant hammer with one arm, like Harley Quinn sized fucking Man, mallet. It's impressive. Yeah, and he ends up winning a pass to the mirror maze, and should have given him six. Did you see what he did? I mean, I did, but they only gave him one pass. I'm That's sorry. So look what he look what he did. It was pretty yeah, impressive. One pass. Whatever. Yeah. Go to your stupid hall of mirror, you idiot. And he goes there, and he looks in the mirror, and see that he got his limbs back. Well, not he actually got him back, but he looks in the mirror and sees a vision of himself. Yeah. It's like the Harry Potter mirror. It's exactly like the Harry Potter mirror. Yeah, you see what you want most in this world. I remember when Harry grew a third leg, that was wild. (laughs) He just wanted his family. (laughs) To see his third leg. But yeah, the guy, he sees his limbs. Uh, the teacher ends up coming out, and she is just starstruck as if she saw the face of God. Like, I don't know what she saw exactly, but she saw something, and she's dazzled. She saw some sexy uh, lady. Who's that sexy bitch in the mirror? Yeah. That's me. Wait, did they show that at the no, mirror part but or later? No, it's, but it's, 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 it's Yeah, it's implied. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's what they most desire, and she most desires herself. Okay. But yeah, the, the other stuff going on at this carnival, we see a fortune teller trying to seduce some man. Another dude wins a thousand bucks and goes on a Ferris wheel with a lady. Uh, the boys, they decide to be perverts and watch some dancers through a tent. Yeah, that that's the guy who got seduced. What guy got seduced? The guy. And he's in the middle, and there's a whole bunch of ladies, and they're all going around him, and there he's like, ah, and he's sweating. <laughs> <laughs> that big me. He's having a good time. And also, the dude that's getting seduced is the barber who loves uh, exotic women. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's like everyone's dream is coming true at this carnival. The carnival of dreams. Yeah, that's what they should call it. But I thought this would be a carnival of screams. Oh. Maybe later, but not Aww. now. It's still daytime. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's when the boys, they go off and they see a carousel. But it's out of order. Or at least it says it's out of order. Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, especially when you, you know, the, you, you put the whole fucking thing together for your traveling circus and it just doesn't, it's not working. I mean, kudos to them for putting the thing together, realizing it doesn't work, and then not selling people tickets to ride it, because that would be worse. Yeah. Yeah. These are some respectable people. I never thought I'd see the day. It's crazy. Yeah, but those boys, they're in a place that they shouldn't be, and that's when Mr. Dark comes in, the uh, lead carny, along with his henchman, Mr. Something. Pickles. Yeah, Pickles, sure. No way. Why not? He was a little person. No, he wasn't. He was the he uh, was a big man. No, that that, that yeah. no. He's talking about the big oh, boy. wrong guy. I'm sorry. Wait, do you just refer to every little person as Mr. Pickles or what? Yes. What's what's that about? It was Mr. Something. I don't know. Great. <laughs> I mean, this guy's name is Mr. Jesus. Dark. <laughs> we'll just call him Mister. Mister is the henchman. Mister, Mister. This guy's was Mister Mister Cooper. I'd like to hang with him. <laughs> but. But yeah, the uh, the boys, they get told off by Mr. Dark saying like, hey, you got to go, but, uh, you know, come back, ride the rides, ride the animals, whatever. Just to paint the picture, Mr. Dark is a man in an all black suit with a, a black top hat. He said his name was Mr. Dark, didn't we? What do you expect him to look like? <laughs> I have ideas. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he's, he's a white man in a black suit <laughs> with Perfect. a black top hat just to paint uh, the picture <laughs> yeah so he's also the the the, the guy from uh, haunted mansion eddie murphy the uh the character with the the butler the one that plays rex in toy story no the, the one who the one who killed who poisoned uh the the lady oh whoa spoilers come on we already did it be cool yeah but there are gonna be people that every episode of this stupid show (laughs) (laughs) can't spoil other episodes and episodes he's the high sparrow in game of thrones perfect (laughs) thanks but yeah can't wait for you to spoil that one but anyway 
The boys, they get kicked out of the carousel area, but they want to stay at the carnival overnight, so they hide under some carriage until sundown. And that's when they decide to get a sneak peek. They want to see that sweet, sweet... Carousel. Exotic... Carousel. (laughs) The sweet, sweet, exotic carousel. What, do you think the women are still dancing at this point? You never know. They just sit in a tent and dance. Yeah. Carnival's closed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They look at the carousel... And Mr. Dark is there with his henchman, Mr. And Mr. Mister. Mr. Mr. He gets on that carousel and it starts going in reverse. And next thing you know, he's a little boy. Like a little creepy little boy. Well, what? he's not creepy. He's just a little oh, boy. That motherfucker is creepy. Like, I mean, sure, he's not saying anything, but he's still a little boy. That's how little boys need to do to be creepy. Not say a word. Yeah. Cause you don't know. I don't know if you know kids, but they, you know, don't shut up. They don't shut up. Yeah. Oh my god. That and if they maybe he's, if he's like shy and he's acting shy, like whatever you expect that. But this kid is just straight up dead staring you in the face, not saying a freaking thing. It's like, hey, kid, back off. I think it's fine though. Not ripe at all. And now it's ripe enough for Richard. No, it's not. No boy could ever be ripe enough for me. And that's when we go to. <laughs> That's when we go away. <laughs> I, I, I don't. So, anyway. The boys, they see that. They get scared. They run over to Miss Foley's house, where they aren't the first visitors that she's receiving that night, guys. Because her nephew is in town. Yeah, they followed him all the way there. <laughs> and it turns out that her nephew just so happens to be Mr. Mr. in boy form. Did we... What? Why are we still calling him Mr. Mister? Is that what you decided on? Yeah. Oh, okay. What, you want us to fucking call him Pickles? Mr. Cooper. Mr. Mister. Sorry, Craig. Sorry, Craig. You tried. Hey, man. Maybe next time. But yeah. um, Little Mr. Mister is there, and Mrs. Foley, she's (laughs) introducing. His name is Mr. Cougar. I was close. Well, Craig, get off the Googles. Yeah, get off Google, Craig. Just for that, we're not calling him that. Yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Mister, he's in little boy form. Mrs. Foley introduces him. And, guys, Jim Nightshade shakes his hand. Says, pleasure to meet you, sir. Well, not sir, because he's a little boy. But, you know, they exchange pleasantries. Well, Jim attempts to. He doesn't get anything in return, aside from the, the handshake. But they decide, well, they say, like, hey... We wanted to warn you, though, Miss Foley. And she says, oh, warn me of what? We're not going to be in school on Monday. And then they leave. You have to make it, feel, you know. feel like you kind of. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah it doesn't seem The accurate. one kid wanted to tell yeah. her everything. Minkus is kid. trying to tell her exactly what's going on. But Jim's like, nah, man, don't ruin the fun. What fun? The fun of, I guess, having her have something happen to her. I don't know what Jim thinks going on, but he's pretty okay. I thought with he Mr. just didn't Mr. trust her. And it, this, you know, uh, house. He, he was just worried. Who Jim? Yeah. Worried about what? <laughs> I worried. He didn't know what was going on. This kid's in her house. Creepy fucking kid. And his. Wait, what is he worried about? <laughs> I'm. What, what is he? What is he worried about? Creepy fucking kid is a grown man. And his way to combat that is to say we're not going to be in school tomorrow and leave? Yeah, he just didn't want, didn't want to tell her things because he didn't trust her, like I just said. Trust her? Yeah, because she has the kid in the house. I don't know. She's maybe fallen under the spell. What spell? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Minkus. <laughs> I hate that guy. At least when I start talking nonsense, I at least, you know, I yield Tried. when <laughs> well, faced with the facts. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't. You're a what fucking you liar. Let's not even pretend. It's okay, guys. People make mistakes, and it takes a special someone to own up to them. Thank you. I'm sorry it's neither of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> so let's get back to it. They leave her house. They leave her house. And they are followed by little Mr. Mister, who's just kind of looking at him. And next thing you know, he picks up a rock and you're like, oh, God, what is he going to do with that rock? 
Oh God, is he going to throw it at those little boys? But nope. He throws it at the window of uh, Miss Foley. It just bolts. Yeah, yeah, he bolts. I don't understand this plan. <laughs> I don't know either. But Why did she... she? Then she looks and she's like, you rascals. Why are you breaking my window? Jim, I'm going to call you your doing? mother's. It's I I got baffled by this scene entirely. <laughs> yeah, and then they just leave. Nothing happens. They yeah. just leave. They leave. They go home, and the librarian finally gets to talk to his son and says, "Like, hey, when you were younger, we had a picnic, and I threw you in the river to teach you to swim, but I didn't help you out when you were drowning." Someone else did, and it was Jim Nightshade's dad, Harry Nightshade. Why? Why didn't you help him? Why didn't he help his son? I don't know. Because his dad didn't believe in swimming. <laughs> he specifically didn't believe swimming was for boys. Wait, I thought that he threw the kid in the river to teach him to no, swim. This is Grandpa. Yeah, this Grandpa. is Grandpa Halloway. This is the yeah. the father's father. Yeah, and the, okay. so his father doesn't know how to swim because his his father decided swimming was for girls. Then why did he? Why did? <laughs> wait. So the librarian man didn't throw his son into the river. He he did. He did. We're talking about the the grab. Oh the my grandpa. god! He couldn't save the son that he threw in the winter, winter river to learn how to swim because he himself cannot swim because his father decided swimming was for women. It's women's work. It's a okay. Activity. Woman's work, gotcha. We'll leave it yeah. to the woman of the house to do all the swimming for you. Do the swimming, yeah. I don't, okay. I don't get it. It's so stupid. It was a different time, guys. I know it was a different time. I don't think that was, was a thing. What time was this? Like, the, the inability to just swim, how can that be like a gender specific thing? And a lot of the things don't make sense for being gender specific things, and it's I ridiculous. Mean, but by it, far, this is the most outlandish. <laughs> it's just like if, if, if you're on a boat, right, and, and it starts to sink, the women just live because they know how to swim because it's a girl's thing. Yeah. I'll I'll it, die it, with this boat before I learn how to swim. It's weird that we let the women and children take all the life rafts because they're the ones who can swim. Well, maybe not all the children, just the just the girls. Well, the girls, of course. So I have a question here. I have nothing but answers. Perfect. Because they talk about Jim's dad, Harry Nightshade, and I'm just like, what even happened to good old Harry Nightshade? And I thought he was already a character in this movie because I thought I saw Jim's mom with another man. She was with a man, but I don't believe that was her, his father. Uh, mm. He's just out in the world. Um, this specifically, they mentioned an expedition to Africa. Okay. As to whether or not he home. actually is. Yeah. He like disappeared or some shit. Yeah. Gotcha. So he's, he's not he's really abroad. Important. He's either dead or not. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because but, I but just the mother remembered... clearly moved on because she, she was uh yeah she's doing the boom boom. She's doing stuff with stuff. Okay, yeah. Now now I remember that the one kid Jim Nightshade was saying like I get letters from Africa and the friend was all like No, you don't. Yeah, that was mean. Yeah, but um. Anyway, back to the movie. We are then taken to Miss Foley's house where she's looking in the mirror and she turns into a beautiful woman. And I guess she loses her eyesight in the process or something. Yeah. yeah. It was at this point that I realized Rick and Morty spoofed this movie. I'll believe that. Oh, yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. So that's what happens to the lady. And then we find out what happens to the lightning rod man. Because the boys, they end up going back to the carnival. And the lightning at rod night. man. Yeah, at night. And the lightning rod man somehow ends up in a in an electric chair. Correct. Yeah, and he starts getting questioned by Mr. Dark, asking when the storm is coming. And he says, You better tell me when that lightning's coming, or maybe if I summon your bride, you'll tell us. Which I was very confused. Wait, was it the lightning rod man's bride, or was it Mr. Yeah. Dark's bride? I will kind of, I'll clarify this for you. Please um, do. So, all throughout this movie, you see everyone is falling to temptations, their deepest, darkest desires, everything they've ever wanted. Um, before the carnival actually got set up, 
you see the lightning rod man fall pride fall prey to his early back when um the he sees her in the shop and he walks inside so he's the catalyst i wouldn't say he's the catalyst it was just important that they got him because he has the information they need regarding what information the storm what he's 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 trying to get from him now what is the storm even? Do they talk it's about that? It's a bad that? storm. Um, yeah, they actually mentioned it later. I could, we could, I oh, could explain it now, okay. or yeah, I'll, I'll mention it when that happens. But um, so that's what that's exactly what's going on here. Um, it seems that he yearns for a bride. He's lonely, like me. Yeah, just like you. And he falls again. He falls prey to this really early on. You, he gets captured. He's one of the first to get captured when he walks to mm-hmm. that store. And he gets spirited away, basically. Oh, so okay. the woman I didn't on the Ferris on wheel, the woman, the for- fortune teller woman, these are all the same person. This is, I believe, she's referred to as the Dust Witch. Who I was talking about, you know, the um and raw bullshit, whatever. That has nothing to do with anything. I just uh-huh. like talking about it because it's fun for me. But she is the Dust Witch. She is a supernatural being that's helping the Dark Man capture his 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 victims. Oh, is that it? That's it. Okay. So I think I clarified that really well, right? Yeah, yeah. So the man, he ends up getting electrocuted or about to be electrocuted and the kids try to stop it? Yeah. Yeah. And immediately the kids, they just start running away because the bride lady's looking weird. And <laughs> But they now saw too much. So Mr. Dark gets his ring and gets some green grass, sorry, green gas to chase them, not green grass. Which is, you know, Greentown's full of it. Oh, yeah, believe it or not. And I got confused what happened here. I don't know. After that. They run home. They run home, yeah. Yeah, they run home, but then spiders are in their house. (laughs) Yeah, so this is the part that bothered me, and I had to look it up because I thought I was crazy. The kids are older. The kids are older! They're a year older. (laughs) They're a year older! (laughs) They... (laughs) <laughs> they're visibly older in this scene okay i'm like wait did they, did they accelerate the kids age but then no. the next scene they're young again and i'm like what's going on in this movie it has nothing to do with the plot it's 100 percent because they, they just refilmed they the scene up. after yes. the okay thank god because i thought i was crazy because yeah i noticed that and i was like did the green gas age them and then like in future scenes i was all like are they older or are they younger again? I just did not know what the hell happened. It w- I feel like it would be less of a problem if aging and de-aging yeah, wasn't a was part not a film. part of the movie. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a big theme going on here with that whole business. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yes, yeah, so what happened was the movie didn't test well, apparently. So Whoa, that's they, hard to believe. People, people wanted more action, so they put in this scene where the kids were attacked by spiders yeah. during this part. So they filmed it a year later, but man, that was... There's rough. also another scene later on. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. But it's it's quick. Oh, boy. Doesn't matter. But yeah, kids yeah. go home, they fall asleep, get attacked by spiders, age a year, and then revert back. Okay, gotcha. And then wake okay. up in their own beds, though. Yeah, I don't whatever. Because like, like it didn't happen, I guess. I guess not. Okay, gotcha. They're having nightmares. I think everyone in town is having nightmares, technically. I think the father has one, too. Yeah, they they might be having nightmares, but everyone in town, like, they don't care about those nightmares because they're all going to the parade. It's a good parade. I don't blame them. Yeah, it's it's a great parade. They got child-sized coffins. They got the beautiful teacher. They got the lightning rod. (laughs) They got the lightning rod man who's being carried by a bunch of people with his brain fried. It's a good carnival. Yeah, yeah, but we learned that there's a reason for this parade, and it's to lure out the boys. It's the season for them. It is, and Mr. Dark, he's ready to pluck them out, because they're ripe and ready. And he's saying to everyone, like, hey, do you know these boys? Uh, They won some prizes, and we're trying to find them. And he he puts out his hand and shows them the little tattoos that he got. That's not creepy at all. (laughs) That's so, oh, man, it's rough. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like if he just maybe showed the guy a picture, he would have been like, "No, this oh, is yeah. a, this is much more reasonable." Yeah. Uh, I tattooed their visages onto my palms. They won <laughs> fabulous prizes. Have you seen them? Yeah, and they talk to the librarian, and they're like, "Hey, have you seen this guy?" And the librarian's all like, "Oh yeah, I know him. He's a Melville Mutton Chop. Uh, he lives uh, somewhere. Good kid." <laughs> yeah real asset to this community boy howdy am i glad they won that prize 
And Mr. Dark, he sees through that bullshit, though. He's like, I know their names. You're not fooling me. And I'm going to teach you something one day, Mr. Librarian Man. Just talking mad smack about this librarian. Throwing so much shade at him. Yeah, like, something (laughs) about... So uncalled for. Yeah, like, something about, like, how he's just, like, caught up in his books or some nonsense. He's he's, he's living the dreams of others instead of living the dreams of his own. (laughs) What a a pathetic man you are. (laughs) It's like, what the hell, buddy? (laughs) Tone it down a notch. Anyway, he's a real jerk. Well, he's the... He, I mean, he, he, like, is the devil, right? Yeah, I know, but even Wait, the devil... Wait, he's the devil? The, I mean, basically. Well, I knew that he was like, yeah, he's the villain, but I didn't know he was supposed to be, like, a personification of the devil. I mean, yeah, basically. Okay. I'm learning stuff. <laughs> no no yeah. Egyptian equivalent there? Of Satan? Anubis. Yeah, would you really call Anubis the devil? I don't know. He's the god of death, right? She called the devil the god of death? Maybe. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't matter. But, guys, we're going to the library now because the kids got to hide out. And we learn all about the autumn carnival. Saying that there's been one once. Wait, we skipped the part where the kids are hiding out in the sewer under the grate where all this conversation is happening. And Mr. Dark squeezes his palms so hard, he starts to bleed and bleeds all over these children underneath him. Wait, that blood was going on the kids? Yes! Yeah, you see the kids' faces bloody in the shot. Oh. This Who knew? movie is simultaneously not scary at all. And a little bit extra <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, like it's not a scary movie, but it's certainly uh interesting. Some stuff happened in it that I wouldn't expect in a kid's movie. I mean, I wouldn't call this a kid's movie. This is definitely a kid's movie. Uh, I don't know about that. I will fight you both. I mean. Yeah, let's fight. Yeah. It's a movie um, meant for kids. It's a simple story. I could barely follow it. Uh, that says more about you playing freaking World of Warcraft. I'm paying attention. I'm making notes. World of Warcraft has a comp- has a complex storyline. I didn't say anything about... I wasn't talking smack about World of Warcraft, shit eater. I was saying it's hard to follow a story <laughs> when you're playing a different game. Sorry, Mr. Dark is rubbing off on me. You're just like... F- fuck you, shitter. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> I pushed I pushed a few buttons, I guess, there. Don't worry, Craig. I think you were valid in whatever you might have done. attention to, uh, to nothing he just got defensive about world of warcraft which i didn't say anything about other than you were playing it but anyway the boys get out of the sewers and they go to the library and they meet up with the librarian man and he starts saying like yeah this is the autumn carnival there's been one once there will be one again and it comes back to the scene of the crime where it's gonna haunt this town or whatever that's what i took away from it at least yeah basically he does some research because turns out there's some information in the dreams of other men that you could use. Go figure. <laughs> I guess so. Suck it, Mr. Dark. <laughs> Except Mr. Dark, he's coming to claim his prize. He comes to that library to lure them out. And he says, like, hey, I'm here to smell out some young boys. <laughs> it's what he says. <laughs> I can smell a ripened boy from a country mile. He does say that. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe not ripened, but he does. He does no, he does say that. And he says to the dad, like, you you get those boys out here, and I'll make you young again. I'll make you 30. Dad's like, hmm. Then boom, 31, 32, 33. Every time that Mr. Dark gets denied or the guy just doesn't even say anything, he just raises the number. Got to put pressure on him. All while ripping pages out of a book. I mean, he's making it less and less. I mean, he, the thing is, though, he said no at, like, 30. Maybe if he well, went down again, a little he, bit. <laughs> he wants, he wants, he's not trying to. He's trying to make him make a choice now immediately. He's trying to get what he wants. Yeah. What if so he just because he's got nothing to lose, Mister Dark? Why not just say, "Ooh, what about 20, 29, 28? 
He could have gotten further he's, down. He's not playing Mr. Nice Guy here. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Dark has to assert his authority, and he's got to put pressure because it's like, you know, if he went down to 29, it's like, you know, you're not in the power seat. The guy, he's just going to say no again. But once, like, Mr. Dark is able to kind of say, like, hey, you're not getting any younger, and boom, now you're going to be 31, 32, 33, 34. And that's when, like, you know, I would have pressure put on me if I was in that situation. I was all like, I'd be all like, fuck, it's going to just keep going higher if I don't say yes now. And all the while, he's reminding him, what's happening at this age? What's going to happen to you? Oh, it's not too late. You can still have a family. You can still do this. All right, in 39, there goes the old ticker. You really want to keep doing this? You're losing your chance, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's really messed up. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of an Amazon Lightning deal, Craig. Yeah, yeah. This is a much better negotiation tactic than going lower. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah look at that. We're running out of stock. Oh, you got five minutes left to get this deal. Ah, no, yeah. And then eventually, Full Mr. Price, Dark. Baby. And then eventually, once that sale ends, that lightning deal, boom. Librarian just gets hit in the head with the book. <laughs> it should have just done that to begin with, honestly. I mean, probably. But hey, he's unconscious now. So that's fine. Also kind of tore his hand open. Mr. Dark did or the librarian? Uh, librarian tore Mr. Dark's hand open. I mean, the, the Mr. Dark tore the librarian's hand open. How did he do that? I don't know. He held his hand hard. Uh, why yeah. were they holding it hands? Didn't make, didn't make sense. We already know he can squeeze the, you know, his hands hard when he squeezes squeeze his own hand. Made it bleed. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's really, he's got to think about squeezing hands to like pop. That's his superpower, I guess. So now that the librarian's out of the way, Mr. Dark is able to find them. Find the boys. Yeah, he just walks up to him and grabs him. Again, it's super, like super simple. Just do that. But this scene was the way he did it because you just see the two boys hiding up in the thing. And it gets real tense. And you see the two hands. His hands come up. And they're about to grab him. But the, there's, there's quite a pause before he actually grabs them. And I'm just like... I know it's being done for suspense. Yeah, he's a natural showman. But, like, <laughs> he really paused yeah. before he grabbed him. Showmanship, man. He runs a carnival. So, Mr. Dark, he gets the kids, and he says to the bride lady, like, Hey, give that father a taste of death so that he'll know what it is like later on in life. Or something like that. Line. It's a good line. Do you want to do the actual line? Because I sure didn't give it justice. Ah, it was close enough. Yeah, give him a taste of death so he recognizes it when he comes again. Ooh, that's so good. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, this guy's fucking it. That's a dickhead thing to do, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a fucking cocksucker. And yeah, she slows his heart down. It's not like any death. This man has heart problems. So this is this is what's going to feel like when you die, buddy, because your heart's going to give out. Mr. Dark's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. But he's good. He's a good villain. Yeah, he is. He is really good. Yeah, so Mr. Dark, he has the boys, and, like, he has plans for those boys. He's going to make Jim Nightshade his, like, BFF or something. I hate this part. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna make him, like, his right-hand man or I don't know, his partner. No, that's yeah, it. He it's says, his partner he, in this, he says, the, the running the carnival. He says, he says, oh, my name's Dark. Your name's Nightshade. We got to do this thing. <laughs> We're buddies. It, it works so well. We'd be stupid not to. Dark and Nightshade Camporium Carnival. Come on. Yeah, and he's going to make Wilbur a baby. Yeah, so the little Mr. Pickles can play with them. <laughs> which is, I, uh, I, I was, this part took me aback a little bit. Because I'm like, either he's doing a funny bit where he's calling his friend short and his friend is laughing at his ass off. Or this midget is very excited to get to play with a baby. Well, don't say midget. Which is, I'm sorry, this you can't say that midget is excited. <laughs> Craig, he's evil. I'm allowed to call him a midget. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I just hope we don't get any evil black people. So Mr. Dark takes the boys back to the carnival and the librarian man, he goes to the carnival too. And he goes into that mirror room where the guy shows him what all the town folks wanted and how he's making dreams come true. And we learn that the dad, the librarian man, he just wants his son to love him and he feels bad about the river. 
And he sees his son in the mirror and punches it and breaks it, which causes all the mirrors to blow up. Am I on the right track? Yeah. Then they then they go they go to the carousel. Well, it first causes a chain reaction, which makes lightning strike, and turns out the dude, the lightning rod dude, who was in the electric chair, ends up with a super-powered lightning rod, and he stabs the bride? Yeah. It was a very... <laughs> this was fucking uh, like, wild. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a hero out of nowhere moment, kind of like, a, I don't know if you guys ever seen The Shining. Mm-mm. It reminded me a bit of that. But it doesn't matter. It, it was it, the lightning guy's there, and he he broke the spell, and he he stabs the bride. He fought it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's our unsung hero here. Yep. And Mister Dark is at the carousel, and the librarian man. He's also now at the carousel. But I, dude, I don't know what fucking happened. Like, I know Mister Dark ends up like going on the carousel, being electrocuted. Yeah. They get the kid off. Yeah. And then he like kind of falls off. Who falls off? Dark. Uh, Dark, he doesn't fall off the carousel. He falls down on the, still on the carousel. So Mr. Dark was looking to age Jim, but since Jim fell off the carousel, they, well, they pulled him off, I should say. He was stuck on there because of the lightning strike and that caused him to fall on the floor, which means he was hopeless. And they just have this fucking two minute scene of seeing this man rapidly age (laughs) and turn into (laughs) a skelly man. Super upsetting. It's, it's, like that scene from Indiana Jones. But much longer. <laughs> yeah, much, much, much longer. This movie's kind of upsetting. That and, I mean, missed, we skipped it before, but a little Minkus boy sees himself get his head chopped off. He sees himself get decapitated in oh, the guillotine. Yeah. yeah, he did. That was strange. <laughs> this movie's wild. Yeah. Apparently but- a lot of it was cut because it was too scary, but they felt that was fine. That could stay in. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, but Mr. Dark, he ends up getting aged into a skelly man, and the dad no longer has regrets about not saving his son because he got to save his son here. Yeah. This whole thing was not not that he feared death so much, he knew he was going to die. It was more so regretting the things he's yet to do, or the decisions he's made. Yeah. Gotcha. And he, he had his moment of, you know what, I saved my son. I made right. Yeah. He made everything right and allowed us to finish this movie. What a film. I enjoyed it more than a lot of the movies we've watched. In general? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We see a lot of stinkers, buddy. That's true. That's true. But this one I enjoyed throughout. The villain was super good. I liked Mr. Dark. Yeah, Mr. Dark's real good. Mm-hmm. Any other final thoughts? Nothing. It's a good movie. Uh, a little slow, but yeah. Good choice, Casca. You know, as I did the research. The Wait, this in. was Costco's choice? Yeah. I thought it was the th- next. What do you think I chose? Oh, well, I, I screamed when we had to do the next one. Because, boy, oh. oh boy, do I love Cadet Kelly. Holy shit, we're watching Cadet Kelly? Yeah, I, I mean, we discussed this like weeks ago. But I get it. It slipped your mind. There's a lot happening. Your house caught fire, I think. Fine. Yeah, dude. I just remembered the movie that I chose for the Halloween special. <laughs> yeah, we all remember that one, buddy. And this is going to be the final episode, right? Next the one to close out the new year the final spooktacular spooktacular finale finale debt kelly because wow. sending children to war is the scariest thing i could think of oh boy <laughs> you're right that's pretty terrifying suck it jason who's jason oh he's the guy he was in the muppets uh am i a muppet or am i a man oh yeah that guy holy <laughs> shit <laughs> He's a Muppet of a man. He is a Muppet. He is a... Yeah, boy. It's either that or the alternative is he becomes a felt creature, which is... I mean, granted, it's pretty scary, but war children. Now, I, come on. There's no topping that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, no topping that. So, guys, join us next week, and thanks for sticking around today. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on, and follow the Instagram. Craig appreciates it. At Disney Dunces. Also on Twitter, at Disney Dunces. This is Dunce number one, signing off. I'm Craig Stew, and I'm leaving too. I'm the third one. Why did anyone just wish to not be at that carnival? Honestly, it's not hard people.
Disney Pictures presents Bette Midler. Oh, hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would thou dance with me? And Kathy Najimi. Into the night! They love to fly. And it shows. Good night. Sleep tight. No screaming. <laughs>